0: Love Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. The nope. righteous judgment of the Most High. Who will yep. render unto every man according to nope. his deeds. To them who by patience continue in yep. some well-doing seek. <coughs> for <coughs> glory and honor and immorality yep. eternal life. But unto them that <coughs> are contentious and do not obey the yep. truth. But obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. Uh, you pop nope.
1: You an African American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yep. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Yep. Nigga, we back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gonna tell you? Nope. We gonna explore. Yep. Yeah. They gonna take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yep. Do this knowledge So why keep on trying? Everybody got choices. Choose the right path and nothing can stop us. Everybody got choices. Righteous life, they don't like that, nah. Everybody got choices. Choose the right path and say your soul. Never going back. No, no, no. no. Look forward to the. Choices,
0: no. yeah. yeah. Yeah, Everybody got choices. Nope. Everybody got choices. Yeah, yeah. Is it cool to be gay? No. did he make us straight? Yeah. Is the most high plan, No. You gon' learn the day? Yeah. Do you understand grace? No. Remember Noah's day? Yeah. Did more than eight people live? No. Will it be the same way? Yeah. It's a broad way to heaven. Nope. It's a broad way to hell. Yeah. You choose a death over life? Nope. You gon' change
1: Everybody got choices. Choose the right path and nothing can suffer. Everybody got choices. Righteous life, they don't like that, nah. Everybody got choices. Choose the right path and say your soul. Choose The most tired states Satan. to choose two sides to choose from. you got to choose one. Who you gonna choose? Who you gonna choose? Should I live a simple life? Nope. Should I repent and be baptized? Nope. Will Amalek ever be nice? Nope. I Darcy ever crucified? Nope. Does this world love the most high? Nope. Is the wicked God to burn? Will he starve forever? Nope. Will we ever get our turn? to choose from you got to choose one who you gonna choose the most I see choose two side to choose from you got to choose one who you gonna choose who you gonna choose got
0: to choose
1: All right, all right,
0: all going to learn today.
1: All right, all right, all right. We're going to learn today.
2: All, right, all, right, all, right. all right, all right, all right, all right. Shalom. And and what's that? Pre-good afternoon. Uh, you have reached the ISBHBK Bible Talk, the Israelite School of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge, the Israelite School of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge Bible Talk. My name is Rashab. I'm one of the teachers with the ISBHBK. Um, welcome. As you know, we have school locations in uh, San, Antonio, San Antonio, Texas, uh, Houston, Texas, Norfolk, Virginia, and also Rochester, New York. Uh, and to the 12 tribes worldwide, uh, greetings. Shalom. Um, may the Most High watch over and keep and bless all of Israel um, as we are in these days uh, preparing for the, the Most High to bring back his kingdom. But the most, I bring the kingdom of heaven for things to be done uh, on earth like it is in heaven. That God's will be done in earth, and that's the will of man, that's the will of people, and that's the will of wickedness, but that actual righteousness, true righteousness, true justice, true, true, um, true goodness can finally reign in the earth um, like like it's supposed to. And it, as, as everybody says the the, the saying. Uh, peace on earth, good will towards man, that once Christ does return to restore the balance of righteousness in the earth and, and God's will being done in earth like it is in heaven, as we patiently await that day um, uh, to return, uh, we have Bible talk. We have uh, this, this, uh, this podcast for you. Um, hopefully you all tuned in yesterday. Uh, to to the Brother Tazapaz podcast, uh, broadcast, amazing. That brother, that's because he's he's a good friend of mine, Um, but his teaching is really, really, I I really do appreciate his teaching. The way he's really, really bringing out the the reference books um, Mm -hmm. to really help back up and help solidify a person's understanding and understanding that the Bible is a book of history. Um, the, the reference books he brings out, the the, the archaeology books uh, that he brings out, to really help us understand what the Bible is saying and how how, how the prophecies uh, that that are and, and the events that are taking place in the world today, how they match the prophecies of, of the Bible. Excuse me, y'all. Uh, it, it really is the brother's doing an excellent job. So. Please continue to uh, check out um, his, his podcast. That's uh, About Tuesdays, Talks About Tuesdays, Talks About Tuesdays, Tuesday, uh, every Tuesday. And another element that, that I do enjoy that he brings to the show is um, he has his wife reading for him, his wife has a diet she reads for him. And I really like that dynamic. Um, not that she's teaching. Not at all in the fact that she's teaching. Um, but that she, she's helping to read to where it kind of brings in the, the – uh, It brings another element to the show I really don't know how to say. it, it really does just bring another element to the show in that it's not just a, such a uh, a male-dominated, female bashing type of of, of um of platform that that is that's that coming across but you you share the sister reading and she's really helping to read a lot of, a lot of the, the reference books a lot of the archaeology books you know in uh, reading the scriptures and just to have her as a, as an as a added ingredient. To 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 what the brothers cooking, what what's being put together, it's, it's nice, it's a nice little format, uh, and then knowing also that she is she is uh, getting taught just as just as much, that 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 is is, is pleasing, that that is something that's very pleasing, um, like guess says in the Apocrypha, Ecclesiastes chapter twenty five verse one, or as many of y'all might uh, might call, not Ecclesiastes, because you might call it Syriac, uh, chapter twenty five verse one. It says that um, there's three things in the Lord that, that are beautiful, but before, both before the Most High and men. Uh, the love of brethren, the unity of neighbors, and a husband and a wife that agree together. That that to see that she's actually getting taught and learning from her husband. Um, and, and he may help to broadcast and produce. You know, um, as I was listening to one of IUIC's classes uh, recently, I think it was going over the, the role of husbands and wives. But one thing he was bringing out was in, in that. Um, from Genesis chapter 2, when Adam, um, there was no, there was nobody found for Adam. There was not, not a helper found for Adam. There was not a mate made for Adam. Um, and that for the work that Adam was doing in serving the Most High, that's when he was given Eve to help him with the work he was doing for the Most High, to be his helpmate, to be his helper, um, to be his aid, to be his pillar. Um, and what he was putting together. And that's what, that's what Eve was, was about, the woman's uh, role is. So to think about those dynamics, I mean, yeah, I'm not thinking about bashing, bashing women or whatever, but we do know that this society has 100% gone 180 degrees opposite of what the Bible says. We know this society uh, does um, uh, promote uh, uh, family um, um, dysfunction, you know, this, this society does promote um, disunity, um, uh, of, of even a feminine independence, um, which is, is, is not in order or in league with, with how God's plans are or what the will of God is. And that that'll be one of the things as, as when Christ does return, that's definitely one of the things that's going to be corrected, that things are going to return back to its proper, decent order, okay? Okay. Um, and, again, I don't, I don't want to go too deep into that. I'm just trying to get some props and some shout-outs, too. I like how the brother's doing that. Um, and it, it's showing for, for the sisters and for women that might be tuning into the, to the podcast and to the shows. You see that women are, are reading, but women are part of this ministry as far as, as uh, being helpers and getting, being in league with their husbands, being a helper, being an aide with their husbands, seeing that the brother loves to teach, seeing that the brother loves to uh teach and edify, and he, he, the brother tells of pie, for anybody who has a chance to meet him, you know he really loves Israel. He, really lo- he loves his people. Um, that's what we call him, you know, the, the coach, the friend, uh, the professor, the, um, um, the confidant, or everybody's favorite uncle. That, that's, that, that's not to blow him up, or, 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 or what have you, or, or to flatter him uh, beyond any means, but just, this, just uh, to attest to his character. I have to attest to his character. And yes, he, he's not perfect. Um, he, like, 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 all of us are working on our salvation uh, with fear and trembling. But again, the brothers do an outstanding job with, with the Tazapah Tuesdays. So I do invite any and everybody that might be listening to the shows, please check him out on Tuesdays. Um, if not, as you know, if you might be catching us even on um, any one of our podcast platforms that, that, that we do have out there, um, under ISBHBK, Bible Talk, whether you're going through iHeartRadio podcast, whether you're going through Google Podcasts, whether you're going through Podcast Addict, or whether you're going through the uh, Apple iTunes um, uh, radio podcast, just look up um, ISBHBK Bible Talk, and you got us. And on those platforms, uh, they keep the last 300 um, um, shows that we've done. So you're able to go back and archive any one of those of the last 300 shows in chronological order, starting from the newest to the latest. And if you want to go even further back in time, our first podcast was in February of 2010. The very first podcast um, that we did was in February 2010. If you go to www.blogtalkradio.com, again, that's www.blogtalkradio.com, when that website comes up, go uh, go to the search box, type in Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A, and that will bring you to our Blog Talk, uh, Blog Talk Radio uh, page. And on that page, it's got a list of, of the episodes. Again, going back to February um, February of 2010, you want go all the way back and come forward. Uh, it's there and, and available. And that's one reason why we keep the uh, Blog Talk Radio uh, format going, because they do archive everything going all the way back to 2010, which is kind of nice. Um, and again, not, not to, to, to leave out any, anybody who might be more of a visual uh, learner, we have ISBHBK uh, YouTube channels. Uh, we have ISBHBK San Antonio, ISBHBK Houston, ISBHBK uh, uh, Norfolk, and ISB, ISBHBK Rochester. Please, and check out, check out all the teachings that, that's going on. Um, there's even ISBHBK Kids um, every Sunday. Uh, coming out of Houston. Uh, it goes back and forth between Houston and, uh, and Virginia. Please check it out. Um, the sisters are doing a great job in, in setting up classes and formats for school-aged children uh, with activities, Bible lessons, Bible studies. They're doing a fantastic job with that. We do invite you, please, check it out, Some for the Kids. And as you know, the, the brother Kazakia is doing another outstanding job, uh, along with all the brothers. But He does five minutes of wisdom on YouTube. He does the um, uh, uh, Hebrew Media I'm Source uh, that you can check out, and uh, the Hidden Truth. Outstanding classes. Outstanding. Uh, please check them out. Um, the Five Minutes of Wisdom, that's probably one of the, the – it, it's, it's like a uh, um, uh, – it's TikTok, if you will. The brother's coming in and, and dropping just little jewels, dropping jewels, about five, five – at the most ten minutes long – but just drop some wisdom in your mind. Drop us some, 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 some straight wisdom, something to chew on, food for thought, if you will, as you go about your day, where, whereas you, you might not have time to be able to sit down to a whole two-hour class or, or a three-hour class. Um, at the time, you might be doing whatever you're doing, that, that, and you're at work or what have you. Maybe you're doing a workout. You know, you're at the gym. Just something to listen to, something to put, put into your mind um, to keep the most side there, Doing a great job. We invite you, please check it out. Um, to also help out with the ISBHPK uh, networks uh, that we have going on, from the YouTube channels to the uh, to the schools. Um, there, there's uh, uh, Israelware, um, Israel on Facebook. Um, do please check it out. Let me pull that up real quick, also, while I'm, while I'm here. Everybody, let me do this uh, while I'm pulling this up because my computer is, is, is dragging. The internet is a little bit slow. And I'm on my new computer, believe it or not. But uh, let me put, put up a little intermission music. And I'm doing this, doing this also because I just uploaded some of this. So let me put on a little intermission music just for a second while I look this uh, website up.
0: I won't get the truth until we fool on Chinese. Well I guess that's happy. Some people just don't have the oxygen Everybody in your city's throwing up three. This twelve, that's Cat and Hold up, then I, I almost ran up on Man, I'm running around like my little daughter. Hey, Father, I just want to be heard. Hey, really? I just want to save souls. Man, actually, I'm just trying to play my role. Yeah, sometimes I might fall back, but I keep coming back like I'm dead gross. Man, these truths got these boys exposed. They gossiping, acting like some crows. They say they out there doing the work, but you don't see nothing. That's how you know. They hang themselves. We just give them rope. Just no, I could
2: have cut their throat. Yeah, they think that they have me shook, but the truth hit them with that hey, do a while. let's do the work. Get the word out. Let's- it's doing the work. And, and just a, I love some of the music. And some of y'all have, not, have heard this for the past uh, four years. That, that's how, how much I've, I've been kind of disconnected from the Hebrews by music. But I'm, I heard that song, and I was like, wow, that that, that that's, that's a nice little song right there. I'm describing a lot of things. But um, we have a website set up, everybody. There's a website set up. Uh, isbhpk.com. That's Isbhpk.com, um, and there they have links to to the, the different business ventures um, that have been established to help promote this work, to help do this work, to help uh, help wake up the twelve lost tribes of the nation of Israel. Um, on the website, um, you'll see that they have a link to Chosen Creations. Um, chosen Creations is dedicated to, to bringing back the beauty of Hebrew Israelite culture. Chosen Creations offers custom engraved jewelry, personalized, bronze and decorated um, uh, um, jewelry. If again, if if, if that's your thing, uh, and you're into, <coughs> it's got some beautiful work. Um, you can check it out. That's that's Chosen Creations, um, and the link is, is on the website at w at www.isbhpk.com. The outside the link to Sweet Ambiance. Sweet Ambiance provides. Um, Uh, Monetary and job support to ISBHBK by engineering custom fragrances uh, to every one of your uh, of your moods uh, and smells. If you smell if you smell good, you feel good. All right, Uh, sweet ambiance. We have custom made soaps, custom made um, uh, body fragrances, body body lotions, beard oils, hair oils, um, uh, incense uh anything if you if you need something for to sense anything the house the car the home um y- your body whatever it might be uh please check out Sweet Ambiance. And they also have a link to Israelware. Um Israelware. Um every piece is handmade. You can request uh, either a custom design or we can create one for you um based on your color preferences and style. Everything from I mean from the, for men, women, and children um, from um, the, the headscarves, headbands um, to uh, uh, to garments to dresses uh, to friends fans friends shirts friends t-shirts um, the robes uh, you name it uh, you can get it done at israel Wear. Um, and the link again is there on uh, the webpage www.isbhbk.com and they also have links to again blogstar uh, they also have links to uh, the High Holidays, uh, the classes, the Hebrew um, the Hebrew Academy, um, uh, different study aids, classes, the 12 Tribe charts, the High Holidays, um, it, it's all right there, right? Um, and if you want to donate, again, you can go to isbhbk.com, and they have uh, a donate key to where they have the uh, – let me pull this up. Do this? Yes, I said cookies. Uh, and then there, there's um uh Cash App, Zelle, um uh there's a link to, to the um to the um, Wells Fargo account. Uh So if you want to make a direct donation to to help out, that can be done on the website. Or again, there's there's, there's different business entities. Um, to where you can get something back for your money uh, from, um, uh, as we were just saying, from custom creations, or chosen creations, sweet ambiance, or is aware. And in San Antonio, um, we also have um, uh, Eastern fragrances um, located in, in um, North Star Mall. There's a cart set up there to where you can um, – uh, uh, help support the school, um, uh, the ISBHC school in San Antonio, but then there's also EO Pure Therapy. We also have uh, EO EO Pure Therapy where the Sister uh, uh is also she she has uh, custom fragrances, custom um, soaps. Um, um, it, it's like it's like a, a an Israelite um, Claire's, if you will. Um, you have to come really check it out. Again, that's located at North Star Mall, and that's, that's one, of the, one of the stores. It's not, it's not a, a cart or, or a um, kiosk. It's an actual store that's set up there. Um, please go and check it out. I, I, I personally um, do use a lot of her products. Uh, I, I just recently just received and got – it's hard to see uh, – uh, the CMOS tablets. Right? I, got, I got a, a month supply of CMOS tablets from, from them. Um, again, all your herbal health needs can be, uh, uh, taken care of there at, at, uh, EO Pure Therapy, right, EO Pure Therapy. And we also have the, um, uh, the Hebrew Israelite Event Center, the EO Pure Therapy Event Center, located okay? uh, upstairs at the, at, uh, um, small, uh, where, where, you know, we, we held, uh, uh, just more recently some of the Hanukkah celebrations, um, and then it being open to all Israelites, that even um, GOCC has um, uh, Sabbath service there on Saturdays. I'd uh, like to join, join them there. If not, join them with the ISB, HBK. Um And we're doing different plays and, and different um, uh, events uh, to be held there at the event center. And that's upstairs uh, by, by the former Sears uh, side of the mall, the far, will be the far west side of the, of the mall. Uh, uh, as as the best I can describe, the far west side of the mall, uh, second floor. So please come check it out. So those are just different venues, different things that we have available um, and trying to do this work, doing the work. All right, brothers, and sisters. Let me pull this up also. As everybody can see the the title of the the show, um, it's part, part five, part four, part five of uh, saviors, deliver saviors, Saviors deliverers. Um, let me pull it up. I'm I'm tripping. I got it right here. I'm going to look at it. It um, "Saviors, deliverers, and judges of the Israelites," um, and it's is part four, part five. It should be part five. Now I got to correct it in 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 the in, the, uh, in editing. <clears throat> we started this two days ago on on Monday, um, and really trying to trying to come and show how if we're going to deal with salvation, if we're dealing with the topic of salvation, biblical salvation, that we have to, we have to understand what the Old Testament talks about and what the, the, the Old Testament refers to as salvation. When we come back and we check out what the Old Testament says and describes as salvation, that the image that we've been given, the philosophy that we've been given in this modern day society that we live in, uh, from the age of conquest, from the, from the time of um, Europeans arriving here in the Americas and bringing their religion, their doctrines, their government, their philosophy, and their way of doing things, that our concept of salvation that, we've, was, that was forced upon us by the colonizers is not equivalent or equal to Biblical salvation. Our concept of of what we think it means to be saved, because you have a lot of people that you can ask them that that are avid churchgoers, uh, whether it be the Baptist church, the Catholic church, the Methodist church, the Episcopalian church, um, religion, period, that a question that they will ask and and refer to one another in is, um, how long have you been saved? Or they'll say something to the effect of, are you saved? And just in the notion of believing that, yes, I'm saved, that doesn't match biblical salvation. Um, And again, if you consider from the age of conquest, from when the Europeans first got here, whether it was with the pilgrims, uh, bringing their their philosophy and their religion, or if it it was the um, um, uh, conquistadors or the Portuguese, Um, uh, bringing bringing everything from from Catholicism to uh, uh, Methodist, Episcopalian, uh, uh, Mormon, uh, Seventh-day Adventist, Jehovah's Witnesses, whatever it might be, from that perspective, that angle, our concept of of being saved, it has nothing to do with what the Bible actually refers to as being saved. And a lot of us are under that, that misconception and that lie that we're already saved. And again, that does not match biblical salvation. And and this is where I know it can get crunchy. Uh, A lot of these topics that that we do describe going to, especially as as waking up to the truth of who we are as Hebrew Israelites, as we go into some of these topics, a lot of of these things that we touch on and and we go into using the Bible and the scriptures, because it goes contrary to what's been forced upon us for the past, what, 400, 500 years. Um, from Columbus arriving uh, in fourteen, what, 1492, in the 1400s, we're now living in the year 2023. Uh, so that's what, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Going over over 600 years, going on 600 years of being of, of 600 years, brothers and sisters, of being taught and being forced to to deal with Catholicism or or um the religion of the colonizers if it was from the slave times slave ships um 1619 being the official started of the slave trade from that time and and, and people coming over on on, the, on from the transatlantic slave trade being forced to, to learn the religion of our oppressors being forced to accept and deal and, and, and obey the religion of our oppressors we have not been learning the bible all right to where in many churches, in, in many, many instances, um, not being able not being taught how to read and write played a big part in in pushing of the lies and pushing of the uh, of the, the misdirection that was forced upon us as a people by not being able to learn how to read and write. If it was Spanish, um, and I'm talking about from the, the first our first ancestors who encountered the Europeans. That the Bible it was written it, it was written in Latin uh, English French or, or uh, uh, German Greek that we weren't taught how to read Spanish Portuguese um, English we didn't we we had no concept so but we were forced at the under much duress um, at at the end of a of a gun a sword uh, a a Gatlin gun um, or the threat of slavery, of torture, of of families being separated and sold to different parts of the earth under not uh, subjecting and obeying what our enemies and what our captors was forcing upon us to learn, that we were not able to come actually read what the Bible actually said. So we got a lot of songs, hence gospel music. We got a lot of songs that that we would sing but that had nothing to do with actually reading what the Bible said. So, so we got very watered down um, uh, misdirection of God, a very watered down wrong concept of what the Bible actually says. Just totally wrong. Um, and as time progressed, it even got to the point where the only Bibles available would be the Bibles with the New Testament, Psalms, and Proverbs. Because Psalms were supposed to be, um, you know, hymns. Well, that's not supposed to be. Psalms, the actual word Psalms, P-S-A-L-M-S, where we get the book of Psalms, the word Psalms actually means hymns or songs. So there was no problem in giving us Psalms or songs, um, especially with... The indoctrination of just getting the New Testament of just getting the perspective of the, of the New Testament Well, the New Testament does say service obey your masters uh, according to the flesh give, give you uh, uh, give your master's uh, um, double honor, um, turn the other cheek that 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 was so so pressed upon the natives of the Americas that was so pressed upon the slaves. Um, once we arrive here in the Americas, uh, that by the time we get that indoctrinization, to come back now and just get the Psalms and just get Proverbs was enough. That it'd be a lot of gospel, a lot of, a lot of singing, a lot, a lot of um, uh, um, if it was the prayer or lighting of candles, but there wouldn't be no understanding of what the Bible Bible's actually saying or even of us reading the Bible. So our concept of a lot of, of, of things that, that deal with God they deal with Christ, they deal with, with the Jews, with the Israelites. It really has been, been thwarted. It really has been, been, been a lot of lies fed to us. And that's why it, as you look on YouTube and you see a lot of the camps, a lot of the teaching that, that's being done, and it, is, it does come across angry. Um, I'm not going to say and lie to you. Yes. And we know from Ecclesiastes in the Bible, chapter 7, verse 7, it says, surely oppression does make a wise man mad that a lot of our people are angry. Um, and not just because they're Hebrew Israelites, but just a lot of so-called Blacks, Hispanics, um, and Native Americans are angry because of the oppression that we're under and, and not having any, any form of, of, of justice, not having any form of, of equality that we're still fighting for to this very day. That, that o- oppression does make a wise man mad. And for being oppressed, but yeah, to come back right now and, and, and bring out the truth, the truth about the color of Christ, the truth about our nationality, the truth about what the Bible is actually saying, it is done in a very aggressive manner. I might, I might even go sit here and say it isn't. And uh, when we go to, uh, let me pull this up on my phone. We'll go to um, Isaiah. One second, yeah. You know, um, still so, here, yeah. Give me one second, please. I guess I'm not going to go there. Uh, When everybody goes, because my Bible, now my electronics says I'm going to open up. we we go to Isaiah chapter 58, verse 1, it does read um, that it says to, to, to shake the hand and to exalt the voice and let our people know the transgressions. That in that, those instructions, that it does say exalt the hand, um, shake the hand and exalt the voice. Um, ring the alarm. Let our people know the, the, the transgressions they're committing. When we come back and we read Revelation chapter 18, and verse 4, the book of Revelation chapter 18, verse 4, it tells us to come out of my people, um, referring to come out of the battle on the great, um, which, is, which is where the battle of Armageddon, the final battle between good and evil is going to be fought. Um, and that, that is um, described as being this place called America. All right? It says, um, so Revelation 18 verse four says, come out of my people that you be not partakers of her sins and that you receive not of her plagues. That, that there's a lot of sins committed here in America, uh, irregardless of America uh, putting on their money and God we trust. Um, it, it, um, um, in total hypocrisy of the statement that um, America is a God-fearing place, when in all re- actual reality, that every one of God's commandments is broken here in America freely. Even with the, the freedom of religion, um, that, that goes directly against, actually, I should have the gods before me. Um, and then don't take the name of the Lord, the Lord that God in vain. They put In God we trust on the money. I'm in the court system. Now, I have a person sworn in on the Bible but they put the Bible away and now everybody's going to be judged according to the, the Constitution. They'll be the, 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 the country or the state uh, jurisdiction that you live in, that goes against what the Bible says. It goes totally against uh, what what the Bible says um, and how things should be done. So in in shaking the hand and exalting the voice to show people our sins, and our transgressions, therefore, for a lot of things that are just um, um, common to the American way of living, things that are just common to, to the American lifestyle, in all actuality, they're actually sins against God. They're actually going against the laws of God. Um, so that coupled with the oppression that we do face, yeah, there, there's, there, there's some aggression. Um, not that there's, that there's been any physical aggression, but, yes, in exalting the voice, there's been, there has definitely been. Um, you, you will see that. You will see a lot of passion, but you will not see anybody physically harming or physically assaulting or physically um, uh, taking vengeance in, in, in their own hands as much as it's, it's reading the scriptures, reading the Bible, um, because it's been hid for such a long time. All right. So with that, um, I'm trying to use that as a segue to come into today's topic or continue with today's topic and going to Isaiah chapter 34, verse 16 once again. Go to the book of Isaiah, chapter thirty-four, and verse sixteen, where it does read, "Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read." What's the book of the Lord? It's the Bible, all right. So it says, "Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read." And that's one thing that, if you just consider and, and, and look back at the history of America, where the slaves, where were the slaves afforded the opportunity to learn how to read? I know personally my grandfather. I'm 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 52 years 53 years old. Um, 52 years old. I'm 52 years old, and my grandfather on my mother's side, um, he only had a third grade education. Um, he, he um he only had a third grade education. That that doesn't mean he was not an intelligent man. Uh, the man um uh, bought houses, um father of six great kids um, um, was a great man. But as far as education, he only had a third grade education as far as he was able to to further his academic education because um, he was a sharecropper. He was the son of a sharecropper, son of a slave. Uh, This being on my mother's side. So the opportunity to actually learn how to read and write, that's really kind of fairly new, brothers and sisters. If you consider the the 500 years of occupation of the Americas, um, the 40 years of us being oppressed and brought to the Americas on the slave ships, um, from those origins up until when the 1960s, of now it, black people being learning how to actually read and and work on comprehension, that's that's new. No. Before before that time, if, if if a white person was caught teaching a slave or a Native American or a so-called Native American or, or Hispanic how to actually read, that could be almost under the penalty of death. So to come back now and actually read the scriptures, Isaiah chapter 34, and verse 16, and it says, Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read. No one of these shall fail. None of the scriptures, none of the prophecies that have been written in the Bible can fail or have failed. Not one prophecy has failed. It says none, uh, none shall want her mate. And you really can't match the prophecies found in the Bible. There's no other book on the planet that can match the prophecies written in the Bible. Whether it's the, 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 the Quran, whether it is the Constitution, whether it's um, uh, Oprah's Book Club, or, or what have you. There is no other book you can match with the Bible that will match the Bible prophecies in, 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 in describing what's going to happen, what, what is happening, what has happened to the Hebrew Israelites. There's no other book that can to it or that you can match with it. Um, it says, for my mother that has commanded and his spirit has gathered them. Now, God gathered these prophecies together in this book called the Bible. Um, one reference we always like to try and give an example to people up about is, as humans, we can all plan tomorrow to meet at uh, 44th and Broadway in, in, in New York City, Times Square. We can all uh, say, yes, well, maybe tomorrow, maybe this Saturday, everybody is going to meet in, in New York City, in Manhattan, New York City. Um, 44th and Broadway at Times Square. We're all going to meet there this coming uh, 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 this coming Saturday. Now, we can all make these plans and have every intention that that's what we want to happen, but we cannot control any of the circumstances that might happen between now and Saturday. That even with the most detailed person, even the person with the most um, um, strictest of uh, 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 awareness of time and, and and goals and dates and and, and meeting meeting um, obligations. That there is nothing that can control the events between now and Saturday. As much as we as people would want to make that plan, we want to make make that make that happen. That. We can plan it all we want to, but we can't control what might happen between now and Saturday, to give an example. That's now, if today is Wednesday, we're talking about what? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. If that's three days away and we can't control the events between now and then, how can we go back thousands of years and for things written thousands of years ago, for them to happen exactly as been written in the Bible from a thousand years ago, that's not a coincidence. That is not a coincidence. Um, Those are prophecies. All right? Those are prophecies. They're from things written in the Bible thousands of years ago, but they're going to be taking place today almost like you might read in your average newspaper. The events in the present day, they were already recorded thousands of years ago in this book called the Bible. That is God, if you will, calling his shot from thousands of years ago. Of events and things that will be happening this very day, all compiled in, in, in one source called the Bible. There's no other book on the planet that can do that. It's just not. It, it, it's not. It can't happen. It won't happen. Right. This is how we know that this is God's word. That God gathered all these words and all these prophecies together and put them in one place called the Bible. Okay. So in there, brothers and sisters, let's go to, please follow me in going to, And hey, we're going to do a lot of reading today. We're going to do a lot of reading today. All right, please go to uh, Psalms chapter 102. The 102nd Psalms of Psalms chapter 102 and verse 18. Psalms chapter 102, and we're going to read from the 18th verse. Psalms chapter 102 verse 18. And it says this, This shall be written, for the generation to come and the people which shall be created shall praise the Lord so again we're finding if we seek out the book of the Lord and read and looking for our answers life's mysteries our answers to, to to what our future holds the Bible was written for the generation to come that from the time that this was written during, during the days of David the time of David that the Messiah was, was compiling this book that we know as the Bible for the generation to come for us to come at this time that there was going to be a time where we were going to forget the laws such commandments of god there was going to be a time that we had forgotten who we are that we are the israelites that we've forgotten true righteousness and that we, we would follow our enemies and worship their gods worship their um their ideals and and be a part of their society and forgetting our own culture forgetting the laws statutes, commandments and righteousness and ways of god but a book of remembrance. The Bible was written. And again, this was Psalms. The 102nd Psalms, verse 18, tells us, reading it again. This shall be written. Talk about the Bible. This shall be written for the generation to come. We are, we're in that generation now. We are those people now that we can actually now come back. and We're at a point in time in history. We can actually now read the Bible as Hebrew Israelites. Not reading the Bible under the, the indoctrination of being um, Catholics, under the indoctrination of being Baptists, under the 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 the, the indoctrination of being Seventh Adventists, Jehovah Witnesses, of um, uh, uh, being uh, Mormons, Methodists, Episcopalians, non-denominational. We're at a point in time now where in us we're now actually returning to the truth of our identity, the truth of our nationality, and now we can read it from its true perspective. We can read it from that and understand that the Bible was written by Hebrew Israelites to Hebrew Israelites about Hebrew Israelites. We're now at a point in time in history where now all this can now come together, we can now understand. For what purpose? Well, again, in Psalms 102, verse 18, it tells us, this shall be written for the generation to come, and the people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. Then Now we can actually praise God truly. We can praise God the correct way because now we can match the prophecies of the Bible with the history of the world. And now when we praise God, it's not just getting together and singing some songs, singing some type of gospel song, whether it's uh, a modern-day hip-hop, um, uh, modern hip-hop gospel or your old-time um, Southern uh, uh, spirituals uh, gospel, uh, uh, almost type of blues type gospel, if you will, that no, now it's not being done in, in that type of fashion then now we can actually, in matching the prophecies of the Bible with world history, we can see the word of God, how much more truer God's word really is. We can really believe in the Bible that much more because we can see that things God prophesied and said was going to happen, we see them, and we're living them take place every single day as Hebrew Israelites. So now we can praise God because as much as it was was prophesied, uh, the colonization of the Americas, the colonization of our people um, by a people whose tongue we would not understand, uh, whether it was Portuguese, Spanish, English, uh, French, um, that we didn't understand these languages And when, when, when the colonists first arrived over here. These languages were forced upon us, as well as the education, as well as the lives, as well as their holidays. They had nothing to do with the Bible, that all of this was forced upon us. But again, with all that being prophesied, that it was going to happen. That now we can look back now at the, from January four, two thousand twenty-three. Look back throughout history and match with the prophecy of the Bible that down. Christ told us, God told us that these things were going to happen, and it happened. To the, I mean, to to the tittle, to the to the to the the crossing of the teeth and the dotting of the eye, these things have happened. And now, if we can look and see that these things have happened. We look and also see that God said he's going to send a deliverer, the Savior, um, the anointed, being Jesus Christ, to save the Israelites from the hand of our enemies, from the lies, from the captivities, from the oppression that we've been up under as a punishment for our sins. As a punishment for us going against God as a nation. And now we've reached, I do need to get that scripture. That now we can rejoice and hear the gospel, and now we can rejoice and hear the good news, and give me one second, I got some text who this technology off all right um all right, all right, uh Becky, oh man, I forgot that y'all, I'm sorry. Um, going to the book of Isaiah. Again, going to the book of Isaiah. Chapter 40 and verse 1. All right, so, so now we're at a point in time in history, brothers and sisters, that this scripture is now taking place also. When we go to Isaiah chapter 40, starting in verse 1. Comfort ye, Come ye my people, saith your God. So it is, it's it's speaking about the gospel. It's speaking about the good news. This is all a part of it, right? The good news that's supposed to be coming, that's supposed to be spread, right? Um, Verse 2, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 2. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity is pardoned. For she has received of the Lord's hand double. For all her sins. So, if we come back and understand um, what this is saying, that, and as we're going over, over this topic of, of the the savior, the savior, saviors, and deliverers that have been given to the nation of Israel, as we're waiting for the last chosen savior to come, that yes, the Israelites have been in captivity many times. We as the Israelites have been in captivity, have been in slavery, have been oppressed. Many, 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 many times uh, throughout our history, going all the way back to um, Egypt, up until modern day, uh, the Americas, um, that we have been in in slavery many times because of our sins, because of our going against God's word, not upholding God's word, not doing things or or holding on to the opinion of God and want to follow our own ways or, or what have you, that we as Israelites have been in captivity many times. But now where it says in Isaiah chapter 40 verse 2, that we, we have received in the Lord's hand double for all of our sins. That yes, we the Israelites have been punished many times and gone into captivity many times. Yes, we have. But where the double comes in is in this point right here. In each one of those captivities, we still knew we were the Israelites. As much as we rejected God's wisdom, God's knowledge, God's understanding, as much as we rejected the laws, and commandments of God, we still knew our nationality. We still knew we were the Israelites. And many times, we knew why we were being oppressed and put in captivity. Because we're the Israelites, we, had, we were going against the laws of God, the laws, statutes, and commandments of God. And that that's why we were being oppressed or in in the the captivities that we were in. With that being said, you go back and read through our histories, and we're going to do something like that today. You go back and read through our histories that we would all come together as a nation, and we would repent as a nation, and we would confess our sins as a nation to the Most High, to God. And upon humbling ourselves in that fashion, God would always send a deliverer. He would always send a savior to deliver us out of, the, out, of the, out of the many captivities that we that we that we were in. But again, where the double comes in at, where we receive the God's hand double, is that no nation, no people that oppressed us, ever erased our identity our nationality away from us and or even claim our identity as their own like what's happened in this captivity that in 1948 with the with the the the, the establishing of, of the, the the state of israel in 1948 and saying now that the jews have come home those of the, the ashkenazi and those of european descent white people that by saying that now they have made it back home to israel as israelis as Jewish people, that they have now claimed that they are the Israelites. And now the Israelites have now finally come home. By establishing that lie, that matches now Revelation chapter two, verse nine, where where God says what well, Christ says what? As he was prophesying to us again, in Revelation chapter two, and verse 9. And if you have a Bible and you're following along, you'll see where it says, these are the words of Christ that are in red. In Revelation chapter 2 and verse 9, it says, I know thy works and tribulation and poverty. Christ is speaking to the Israelites. He's speaking to the Jews, the true Jews. He says, I know your works, your tribulation, and your poverty, but thou art rich. Why are the Israelites rich? Even though when Christ said he knows our works, our tribulation, poverty, because ours is the kingdom of heaven. we reading on. And it says, and I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. It, to have in 1948, Caucasians, those of European ancestry, the Ashkenazi, to establish themselves in our homeland, that the Jews have now come home. That was where we as Israelites received double for all of our sins. That now that was essentially cutting off cutting off the nation of Israel from us ever discovering or knowing that we are the Israelites. Because now from nineteen forty eight it's been pushed that white people are the Jews, are Jewish. White people are the Israelis. So that must mean the blacks here in the Americas, the North and South America, and wherever we we would spread, then no, we must be the Gentiles now. We must be the heathen or or Swahili or Rastafarians or or the Inuit, the Nation of Islam, or um, or, or we're we're Buddhists, or we are um, uh, Shaka Zulu, Swahili, what have you that now we are not the Israelites. Now we got to be something else. To prevent us now from coming together as Israelites, to pray to our God, to ask for forgiveness, to repent and ask for forgiveness from our God as a nation, and then for our God to deliver us from the hand of our enemies and from this captivity, that we were cut off. We were cut off. And that's why Christ said he knows the blasphemy of them we say they are Jews and are not. So we received the Lord's hand double. So as we're now looking for politics to save us, we're not looking for, okay, because we're not voting and, we, and we've, had the, the, uh, we've had the privilege of voting stripped from us, not, not even given to us, then now we're going to fight for civil rights to be able to vote. But for as long as, as we've been allowed to vote here in, uh, in America, nothing's changed. Yeah, there's some black congressmen, there's some black senators, but nothing's changed. Blacks, Native Americans, Hispanics, we're still at the bottom of, of, of the social ladder that's called America. We're still the minorities. Even though in numbers, by population is more of us, but in, in the socioeconomic status, we're still at the bottom. We are still at the bottom compared to everybody else. So now we're looking for voting. We're looking for entrepreneurship. We're looking for um, if it's uh, joining the, the Masons, joining some type of union, or if it's being in the streets, if you will, lack of a better term, joining some type of gang. Then now we, we will deeply entrench ourselves in these different things as opposed to now entrenching ourselves that we are the Israelites. The reason we've been suffering, the way we've been suffering, is because we broke God's laws. Now, we had to come together as Israelites and pray to the Lord our God and ask for forgiveness like our foreparents did numerous times in history. So, again, to be at a point now in history, January fourth, two 2023, they were looking to look and see now, okay, we are the Israelites. And we were looking to look and see, not just for that, for the sake of, 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 of just being racist or just being, um, and God forbid, being prejudic- prejudicial, but of understanding, no, we are the Israelites. We are the people of the Bible. We are the people of the book. That Christ is black. The Jews are, are, are black. Um, the so-called Mexicans, um, Hispanics truly are the Israelites. And yes, the Israelites have been scattered throughout every nation on the planet Earth. The seed of Israel, the family tree of Israel has been spread throughout the four corners of the Earth. And we have learned different languages, different identities, and accepted different cultures. Um, And and trying to keep us separated for what our enemies have have wished to be forever, forever. But, again, now we go against the prophecy of God that he's going to bring his people back, that we are going to come back. So from, um, coming back now to Psalm chapter two, verse 18, it says, This shall be written for the generation to come, and the people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. So now we can come back now. We are being created, and now we are finding out the truth of who we are. And, and now we can match the Bible as a history book to the prophecies. Other Bible, master, the, the prophecy of the Bible with world history events and things that have happened in history. We can now match these things and give God even that much more praise. Because that means also that the, we as Israelites are going to be saved out of the current captivity that we're in. Under and by the hand of the chosen Savior who the world calls Jesus Christ. The anointed Savior. Okay, from there, going to Job, the book of Job. Uh, uh, in the Old Testament, uh, right was that right before Psalms, uh, the book of Job, chapter 8, verse 8. The book of Psalms, uh, Job, I'm sorry, the book of Job, chapter 8, verse 8. And this is what it reads here. It says, for inquire, I pray thee, of the former age and prepare thyself to the search of their fathers. So another instruction we're getting from the Old Testament, now what we call the Old Testament, really is all just is, is, is one Bible now, but what we're getting from the Old Testament is telling us what? To inquire, I pray thee, of the former age, and prepare thyself to the search of their fathers. And it's just ironic how the Bible is telling us to uh to inquire about the former age and to search for their fathers, the fathers of the Israelites. It's the, this is the instructions of the Bible. But yet, you, you can see how whenever minorities, whenever the so-called Negroes, West Indians, Puerto Ricans, Haitians, Dominicans, or Cubans, North American Indians, similar Indians, Argentinians, Chile, Brazilians, Colombians, or so-called, uh, uh, Panamanians, so-called Mexicans, that when we try and, and delve into our history beyond the age of conquest, uh, or, or if we bring up the um, uh, the atrocities that have been committed against, to us from the arrival of Europeans to the Americas, that it is it, it, impressed upon us to let the past be the past, to let it go, that those were things that was done hundreds of years ago and now we're living in the modern time, the modern age, that we should live in the here and now, and let's just all get along. Why bring up the past? Why bring up those ugly things? Um, why bring up that, that critical race that, that's going to make Europeans feel bad about what their ancestors, how they colonized, how they treated, how they abused, how they um, um, uh, killed by genocide, emphasized? Um, straight up just murder um, minorities all around the world let's not bring that up let's just live in the day let's just get along today but it's ironic how there can still be a July 4th a remembrance of Independence Day from 1776 now when America got its independence from England in 1776 what were blacks, Hispanics and so-called Native Americans if not being forced on the trail of chairs? if not, not being forced on reservations, if not being forced to learn Catholicism, if not being forced to go to Indian schools um, throughout the Southwest, um, to erase their culture, to erase their connection with one another, that in 1776, when America got, Americans got their freedom, we weren't given freedom. Technically, it wasn't until Juneteenth 1865, almost 90 years later, the so-called "blacks of the Confederacy, only the Confederacy, not of the North, but only of the Confederacy, were given emancipation. Some 90 years later, just to have right after the, the Emancipation Proclamation, just to come right right with the Thirteenth Amendment. I, I do want to get that. Let me get that real quick. When was the 13th Amendment ratified?
0: 65 According to National Archives, passed by Congress on January 31, 1865, and ratified on December 6, 1865, the 13th Amendment abolished slavery in the United States.
2: Okay, that was the 13th Amendment. Um, but even with that, during the 13th Amendment, with the, the so-called abolishment of slavery, except for prisoners. If you were found to be a prisoner, or if you were a prisoner, if you were um, incarcerated, you could be forced into manual labor without pay. And we go back and see how many so-called blacks, Native Americans and Hispanics, were arrested and put into chain gangs and forced to serve and to build up and continue the cotton industry, the sugar industry, the coffee industry, the tobacco industry, um, the building of roads, of, of railroads, of construction and of towns, in the hands of private prisons, privately owned prisons, that even to this very day, that the, 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 the labor from the the what was i looking for y'all the money gained and made from people incarcerated studies show that there's more people incarcerated today than there were slaves in 1865 now according to the 13th amendment was was supposed to be the abolishment of slavery but it was also the passing of you couldn't enslave anybody or treat them as slaves unless they were incarcerated Unless they were incarcerated and that book has not that law has not changed If you ever get incarcerated and you and you're forced to, to into to to go to labor to, to, to prison products That's part of your sentence That's just part of your sentence and if you consider I know what I'm saying might be he- heavy There's more people incarcerated today and there's more blacks minorities incarcerated Today, in modern America, 2022, 2023, than there were slaves in 1865. So uh, the treatment of our people has not changed. That's why, you know, to be stopped by by a police officer, by a sheriff, by a deputy, by by a so-called police officer, policeman, if they find a young black man in his 20s and he's never been arrested, that, they, 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 that, that's a shock and, and disbelief. That is shock and disbelief. To be a so-called Mexican, a so-called Native American, to, how dare you make it to the age of 30 and you've never been arrested? Your record is clean. That's damn near impossible. That is damn near impossible. That, that, that outlook, that, that reality, for how much has been been put into making sure that minorities have some type of record, some type of arrest, some type of, of, of something. That's why they always you know, can, can stop you from not having an, an ID. And the smallest of, of, of infractions, the smallest of things that are not even illegal but it's just an excuse to get you fingerprinted and to get you locked up and start a record on you. It's at all-time highs. Hence the Black Lives Matter movement. But now, coming back to Job chapter 8, verse 8. It says, For inquire, I pray thee, of the former age, and prepare thyself to the search of their fathers. Why? Why should we prepare ourselves to the search of their fathers? Verse 9. For we are but of yesterday, and know nothing, because our days upon earth are as a shadow. Verse verse 10. Shall not they teach thee, and tell thee, and other words out of their heart? Yes. This is why we should supposed to prepare ourselves to the search of our fathers. How are things supposed to be done? What's the original thing supposed to be done? Where did we go wrong? Where did we go astray? Where did things start to go? What, what happened that we ended up like this? Well, we got to go search for our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We had to we have to inquire of the former age. Not just accept what well, this is we're just in 2023. Just accept how things are today. Again, that whole concept goes against what the Bible saying. That's why the Bible says what it's saying. All right? For now, brothers and sisters, Let's go to Deuteronomy, Chapter 7. Let's go to Deuteronomy, Chapter 7. I'm sorry, Chapter 32, and Verse 7. Forgive me. We're going to go to Deuteronomy, Chapter 32, and Verse 7. Deuteronomy, Chapter 32, and Verse 7. And this is where it reads here. Deuteronomy, Chapter 32, Verse 7. Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. So it says what? Remember the days of old. Give me one second, y'all. I'm sorry. Um, We're going to do it on chapter thirty verse 7. I want to give this other verse also. As I was putting this together, I forgot about this one. Cool. So how is it we're supposed to remember? In Deuteronomy chapter 13 verse 7, it says, Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask thy father and he will show thee thy elders, and they will tell thee. So, again, we're being instructed, and this is the fifth book of the Bible, Deuteronomy. We're being instructed from this time to remember the days of old, to consider the years of many generations. Well, how did God propose that we were supposed to remember the days of old? Let's go to Malachi, chapter 3, verse 16. The book of Malachi, chapter 3, verse 16. The book of Malachi now, chapter 3, verse 16. And it reads, Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another. And the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and had thought upon his name. What's this book of remembrance that was written? It's the Bible, y'all. It's the records of the Israelites for us to remember. That before this, all we had was the book of the law, was the Torah. Before Malachi 3.16, all the Israelites had was the Torah. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. The first five books, the Torah. That's all we had. But here now in Malachi, the third chapter, verse 16, is letting us know that it, it got to a point in time that a book of remembrance was now written. For those that fear the Lord, and thought about his name. Again, the, the book of remembrance was a continuation of the Bible. So we can remember how things are supposed to be. Remember who we are. Remember God's works, God's, God, God's um, uh, words. That book, that, that book of remembrance being the Bible. The Old Testament, the Apocrypha, and then eventually the New Testament. That yeah, all these things were written for the generation to come. Now from there, let's go to Romans chapter 15. Oh. And verse four, Romans chapter 15, verse four. And it says, now, for whatsoever things were written in the fourth time, and this is New Testament, y'all, for whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. So now, again, I'm just trying to restress, uh, reiterate the importance of, of, of us reading the Old Testament, the New Testament, and what we know as the Apocrypha, how important it is for us to read so we not, that we might understand. All right? So after going through going through all that, let's go ahead and get to the um, uh, the next portion of of this class um, dealing with the saviors. Before that, uh, for that, let's go to Second uh, Timothy chapter three and verse fifteen. 2 Timothy chapter three, and verse fifteen. And again, it reads. And that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Jesus Christ. And again, I'm I'm loving the Scripture. This is my anchor Scripture. I'm hinging everything on right here um, as I'm going through this series that we're supposed to know the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make us wise unto salvation that if we go back and we look through our history and we match world history with the prophecies of the Bible, that that will give us wisdom about salvation. What should we we be investing into to uh, obtain God's salvation? What is God's salvation? If we don't know the scriptures and we don't read, we will never have a clue or understanding. And then... Like from the second part of the scripture, then we won't have faith in Christ Jesus. Again, the little interpretation of Christ Jesus is Christ coming from the Greek, word, the Greek word Christos, which means anointed, and Jesus meaning Savior. That if we don't know the scriptures, then we won't have the wisdom of what God's salvation really is and then we truly won't have faith in the anointed Savior. We won't have faith in God's anointed, chosen Savior, who the world calls Jesus Christ. It's impossible. It's impossible. You, it, it won't be there. you you will say the words Jesus Christ, but actually have faith in His works, faith in and and doing things the way Jesus, WWJD. It won't it won't be there for people because we don't have not been taught or won't submit to understanding what the Old Testament says, along with the understanding and edification of the New Testament. Particularly when it comes to the topic or the idea of being saved. The topic or the idea of, being, of, of, of receiving God's salvation. So it's important that we do know the scriptures. It's important that we do study. It's important that we do read the Holy Scriptures, the quote-unquote Old Testament, and see that in times of old, what was salvation? What does salvation mean to the people in the times of old? What does salvation mean to the people in, in the Old Testament? And to who was salvation given to in the Old Testament? So now we might have an understanding about what Jesus Christ, who the world calls Jesus Christ, get a better understanding of what his salvation really is. What salvation he's bringing and what salvation means from God's perspective. Hence the title of the show, biblical salvation. All right. Last Monday, we did, uh, um, we, we saw that from Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 27, that the Israelites, uh, upon many times who, the Israelites were disobedient to God, that we went into captivities, that we, we, we were delivered into uh, captivities and slavery many times. And then the Israelites, were, let me just read it. I'm quoting, let me just read. Going to Nehemiah, chapter 9. I'm just going straight to the point. Uh, Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 27. And again, it says, therefore, thou deliverest them into the hand of their enemies, who vexed them. And in the time of their trouble, when they cried unto thee, thou heardest them from heaven. And according to thy manifold mercies, thou gavest them saviors, who saved them out of the hand of their enemies. The nation of Israel has had many saviors. The nation of Israel has had many saviors. As we go back and look at the history of the Israelites. So on Monday, one of the saviors that we read about, and y'all know about several saviors. You you, you know about uh, Moses. That God used Moses to save the nation of Israel from the captivity and the oppression and the slavery of the ancient Egyptians under Pharaoh. That, that, that's, that's known worldwide that God did that, that God saved the Israelites from the slavery they were in under the Egyptians. That's known. After, after uh, Moses, we, we know about Joshua. We know that Joshua uh, 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 was a judge, uh, was a leader for the nation of Israel. Now, after Joshua, the Israelites went back in captivity and not keeping the laws, the commandments, and ways of God, the judgments of God, and and falling into uh, doing things like the other nations do, worshiping the other nations' gods, the other nations' holidays, um, upholding the the principles of the other nations um, that the Israelites were put in captivity, and the first judge we read about in, in the book of Judges is Othanel, all right, who, if y'all remember, well, we went through the, through the etymology of his name, that Othanel means force of God, all right, that God used him to deliver us from th- that captivity, and that captivity was the Canaanites. Yeah, let, me, let me get back here. Uh, was was uh, yeah, the, uh, King Kushan. All right? King Kushan. Um and that that captivity had lasted eight years. All right. Well, after Othanel, um and Othanel reigned. Let me see here. Um, and Asenel, uh, kept Israel in order for forty years. All right. Israelites, we were obeying the laws and commandments of God, doing things we God wanted things. Done for 40 years. But now after Asano died, the most had to raise up Ehud. And that's what we're going to read about now. <coughs> going to Judges Chapter 3 now. All right, let me, let me pick this up. Um, I can let this this go. Uh, Devin, Kim, and Josephus, we're going to read that. Um, Cool. We're going, to, we're going to start at Judges chapter 3, verse 11, y'all. The book of Judges, chapter 3, verse 11. The book of Judges, chapter 3, verse 11. And this is what it says. This is what it reads. Judges, chapter 3, verse 11. And the land had rest 40 years. And Othanel, the son of Kenaz, died. So, again, after Othanel, um, um, uh, I used him to bring victory um, and to save the Israelites from the hand of uh, Kushan. For the eight years that we were in the captivity, uh, we, we were delivered, and for forty years we were we were um, obedient to the Lord God and doing things where he wanted things done. But then Asel died. so now we're in judges chapter three verse twelve, judges chapter three verse twelve, and it says, "And the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord in Eglon, the king of Moab against Israel." because they had done evil in the sight of the Lord. Now, here, brothers and sisters, um, we're going to do a lot of reading today. We're going to do a lot of reading in in, in the remaining time. And I'm not going to do a three-hour class like I did yesterday or on Monday. But here we see that uh, because, and the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord. God's looking at us. And the Israelites, we did evil again in the sight of the Lord. So from Judges chapter three verse twelve, what happened? And the Lord strengthened Eglon, the king of Moab, against Israel. Now remember, brothers and sisters, from previous classes. If you didn't know, let me bring it down to you. The Moabites were also Hebrews, and with the current state of things, with the with the. Um, Kanye West controversies and the um, uh, Kyrie Irving um, um, uh, controversies going on about uh, who are Shemites and who are not Shemites. When you go and do the genealogy from Shem, I hope I'm not jumping too much and, and, and jumping everybody's mind. And the reason I'm saying because I know that we're doing some reading that people have never read. You, 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 you People don't read, so a lot of this is, is new and, and mind-boggling and mind-blowing. But remember, the Moabites let me, let, me, let, me, let me get this here. Moabites are also Hebrews. And I know this is going to be mind-blowing mind for a lot of people. When, when Hebrew Israelites say that we're Hebrew Israelites, it's with understanding that in stating that we're Hebrew Israelites, not the black Hebrew Israelites, but in, in understanding who we are, the Hebrew Israelites, that Hebrew is our original language. Right. Hebrew is our original language and Israelites is our family. Okay? Now, let me see if they got it here. Let me see if I can find a little short definition. When we go to the Eastern Bible Dictionary, again, Hebrew Israelites, all we're stating is that Hebrew is our language, but Israelites is our nationality. Now, there's more than one Hebrew family, okay? And and I know this is going to sound very, it has the possibility of being very confusing. Within the nation of Israel, please follow along, within the nation of Israel, there's 12 tribes. You have 12 tribes to the nation of Israel. And our original language is Hebrew. Going back to our forefather, Eber, all right, after the flood, who was the the great-grandson of Noah. I'm sorry, it was the the great-grandson of Shem, forgive me, who was the great-grandson of Shem, all right, who was the son of Noah. You have the man who who was born whose name was Eber. Eber was born during the time of the Tower of Babel. And I know there's a lot of history, brothers and sisters. I know there's a lot of history. But Eber was born during the time of the Tower of Babel. And the significance of of the time of the Tower of Babel is that before the the time of the Tower of Babel, all people of the earth only spake one language. That was a language from Adam all the way up until at that time the language of Noah and his three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. That there was only one language on the whole entire planet Earth. But it was at the Tower of Babel, where we get the, the the English word babble from, like when a baby is babbling, of meaning confusion, that that's when the Lord divided all the different languages of the Earth. All right? That it was at that point in time that the languages of the Earth when then divided to the different languages. And the seed or the lineage of people who kept the original language that went back to Adam came through this man named Eber. Eber is where we get the word Hebrew from. Eber is where we get the word Hebrew from, meaning from the past or to pass over. And that's the language of the past passed over and stayed with the lineage of this man named Eber from the time of the Tower of Babel. That's why when we come back and read Genesis chapter 14, verse 13, we read what it says that Abram the Hebrew. It wasn't that Abraham was the first Hebrew, but his title was being a Hebrew because he was a descendant of the man named Eber, who was the descendant of Shem after the time of the Tower of Babel. That once Eber was born and then the Tower of Babel did occur, that Eber and all his descendants would then be known as Hebrews, all right? And keeping that in mind, I know this is is, 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 is going to be mind-boggling to a lot of people because people don't read. And I'm not trying to say that again in, in a condescending state, and, and I'm just trying to let people know I relate and understand where you're coming from, that this can sound very confusing because you've never been taught it before. Uh, and I'm just trying, I'm trying to really... Um, uh, uh, put all this in a nutshell. I'm, I'm trying to trying to make it very concise so we, so we can move on. But with Eber being, uh, being born at the time of the Tower of Babel and the language passed over with him, the language from Adam passed over with him that all his descendants would then be known as Eber. Now, follow me real quick, brothers and sisters. And if we're jumping, I know and this is probably where it gets frustrated for a lot of people that, well, why do you gotta do so much reading? And and my mind hurts, my brain hurts. I I know. <laughs> I, I know. Uh, going to Genesis now. Um going to be uh, Genesis chapter ten, verse twenty-one. Um, I'm trying to find a short definition for "ever" that we can go over. One second, yeah. I want. I want to get this. I am going to get this, some type of order.
0: you shy going You think that he coming in the jungle to You think that he coming with flowers and roses and rainbows Homeboy, you are really confused I'm not gonna lie, I'm just gonna tell you the truth He gave me this gift, so I'm up in his booth And I'm venting, I'm sending the message I pray that you hear, cause these chains are as tight as a noose These rappers using they platform to talk nonsense to these kids You wonder why they y'all in prison doing is You wonder why these young kids having kids You wonder why they dealing drugs, getting killed You perpetuate these steals you rapping about money like it's a big deal you selling your soul just to get you a deal money because the money that you worshipping and then they gonna be long gone you are dead in the grave and you're so gone and you're waking up in fires and brimstone and you're gassing for air but you can't breathe you wanna get out all
2: right brothers and sisters um and try to hopefully put this together for, to help everybody understand and i know it's a lot i know this is a lot uh, hence, this is why we had so many classes. Um, and going to the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia, and I know that that's a handful right there It's a handle. If you go online, you can uh, put this search in, in, in your, your Google search or, or, or whatever web browser you might be using. Put EBER, E-B-E-R, EBER, from Genesis Chapter 10, verse 21. EBER, um, and Then put the I-S-B-E, put the initials I-S-B-E, which stands for the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia, okay? And you're going to be able to read the definition along with me. And we're also going to get the Eastern Bible Dictionary, the Eastern, E-A-S-T-O-N, Eastern Bible Dictionary for Eber as well. But now here in Genesis chapter 10, verse 21, it says, unto Shem also the father of all the children of Eber. The brother of Japheth, the elder, Eve, to him were children born. So yes, Shem, being the focus of topic in verse twenty-one, Shem I had to say this just like his brothers Japheth and like his brother, like his brother Japheth, and his, brother, his brother Ham. But it's telling us here that unto Shem that Shem was going to be the father of all the children of Eber. Now, brother says this Eber actually is not born until verse twenty-four. All right, so why is Eber mentioned so high up in the genealogy list uh, from Genesis chapter 10, verse 21? Because it's telling us that once Eber is born, all the descendants that come out of Eber or after Eber would be known as the children of Eber or the Hebrews coming out of Shem, all right? So one of Shem's descendants was uh his great grandson as a matter of fact is Eber. And it's saying that once Eber is born, all the children that come out of Eber, all the descendants that come out of Eber would be known as Hebrews. Okay, I know this is gonna sound uh confusing, but please just, just believe the text. Okay? And this is why now we're going to um a reference book of the International Standard Bible encyclopedia under the uh under Eber, all right, under Eber. So Eber, reading from the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia, um, under uh, Eber it says Eber, um, which in Hebrew would be Ibar, um, and it says number one, it occurs in the genealogies. Um, as the great-grandson of Shem and father of Peleg and Joktan. So when we go to the genealogies, Genesis chapter 10, verse 21, Genesis chapter 10, verse 25, and Genesis chapter 11, verse 14, we just read from Genesis 10, 21, that Shem will be the father of Eber, of all the children of Eber. All right? Reading on now with the definition from the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia. the word means the other side or across. And the form Hebrew, which is derived from it, is intended to denote the people of the tribe who came from the other side. Now, they say here of the river, an the example of the Euphrates, from Haran. Uh, Genesis 1131, uh, when Abraham and his descendants uh, m- uh, migrated to Canaan. But what we want to get is that Hebrew comes from the the word Eber, and then everybody after Eber will be born and was of his family tree will be known as Hebrews. Now, we're going to go to the Eastern Bible Dictionary, to the Eastern Bible Dictionary, and here they translated the word Eber meaning beyond. Um, The third person, the third civilian patriarch after Shem. He is regarded as the founder of the Hebrew race. All right? Does everybody see that? Um, from the Eastern Bible Dictionary, they try and simplify this as much as I possibly can right now. The, the, the third post-civilian patriarch after Shem, he is regarded as the founder of the Hebrew race. So, what does this mean? That the Hebrew race was started with this man named Eber, or Hebrew, who was the son, the, the great-grandson of Shem. And Shem was the son of Noah. So Shem, everybody after Shem would be Shemetic, or Semitic, as the modern-day world says. Meaning that now we have Shem, and all his descendants would be known as Semitic, then one of his descendants? Was a man named Eber. Eber is where the word Hebrew comes from. And now from Eber, already being Semitic, and everybody coming out of Eber would be Hebrew Semitic. Now you might be asking, okay, Masaba, what's this going to do with what we're reading about the Savior's deliverance or what have you? When we go and now look at who Eglon was, the Moabite. Let me get back to my reference, book, reference place. And we have Eglon, the king of Moab. And I know what we just went through is a lot for, 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 the, for the mind to digest. because we're reading. Um, Sometimes I hate technology. All right. um, Moab. All right. Coming back again to the Eastern Bible Dictionary. And you, you can look it up online if you don't have a copy of it, um, under the, the, the uh, definition of Moab, right? The definition of Moab. And it says, the seed of the father. That's what Moab means, seed of my father. Or well, according to, to others, uh, the desirable land, the eldest son of Lot, from Genesis chapter 19, verse 37, of incestuous birth. used to denote the people of Moab. The reason I just want to pull any of this out, which might seem a little bit confusing, is to denote or to show that, and maybe I could could have held up on this part, but the Moabites come from a man named Moab, and Moab's father was Lot. Lot was the nephew of Abraham. We know from Genesis chapter 14, verse 13, that Abraham is a Hebrew. He's called Abram Abram the Hebrew. So if Abraham's a Hebrew, then what would his nephew, Lot, also be? Lot was also a Hebrew, a Shemitic Hebrew. And then Lot's firstborn son now, after the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, when, he, when he, uh, his, his daughters got him drunk, the daughters that survived got him drunk, thinking that there was no other men alive on the planet, and that the last man standing was their father, Lot, his daughters conspired, got him drunk, and laid down and had sex with him to continue to see their father. His oldest daughter got pregnant, and the son she had, his name was Moab, who became the father of the Moabites that would make them, being in their history, that would make them Hebrews also. Not Hebrew Israelites, but that would make them, the people of Moab, to also be Hebrew Moabites, Semitic Hebrew Moabites. That the, and, and today, we understand the Moabites to be the people of Japan that they were, uh, the, were the result of the incestuous relationship and birth of their first father, Moab, who was the result of, of the pregnancy of when Lot was, was made drunk, slept with his daughter without, without knowing, impregnated her, and when her baby being born, Moab became the father of the Moabites. When we go to Genesis chapter 19, verse 37, the book of Genesis chapter 19, verse 37. It says, and the firstborn bear a son, and called his name Moab. The same is the father of the Moabites unto this day. So, I just want to come back and show that these were also, he- the Moabites were also Hebrews. And that today, and that this is the point I want to get to, to today, the Moabites will be known as the Chinese, I'm sorry, I the Japanese, they'll be known as the Chinese today. Chinese people are Hebrews. They're not Hebrew Israelites, but they're Hebrews. They're Semitic Hebrews. Semitic Hebrew Moabites. Not Israelites. And these Moabites, they had their own tribes or what have you, that were totally they were separate from the Hebrew Israelites, but they're the Hebrew Moabites. And that they a to reading now in Judges chapter chapter three. Let me show get other references real quick. Um, and the significance of this also for those who might know a little bit of history or might remember back in history class, there was a stone that, that was found that was called the Moabite Stone. Right, that 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 did have to predate Egypt. The Moabite stone is, is known to have what, what scholars in China disguise it, call Phoenician writing all over the stone, the Phoenician alphabet. The Phoenician alphabet is the ancient Hebrew Israelite alphabet, the ancient Hebrew alphabet. And that, that's why the, the Moabite stone is so significant because it actually did have Hebrew on it, even though they are not Hebrew Israelites. But the fact that this Moabite stone had Hebrew on it, denotes and shows that they are descendants of the Hebrews going back to Eber from the time of the Tower of Babel. That the Moabites, their their father being Moab, being uh, being the son of Lot. Lot being the nephew of Abraham, both of them being descendants of Eber, that, yes, the Moabites, first language, would be the language of their father, who was Lot, who was the Hebrew. I know that might sound confusing, and if I need to go back over that, I will. But I'll get back to some of the reading, and... Uh, Judges chapter three verse 12, it says, And the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord strengthened Eglon, the king of Moab, against Israel, because they had done evil in the sight of the Lord. I just want to try and bring this out of how many different captivities the Israelites have been under. We have not just been under as the nation of Israel. We were under the, 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 the ca- captivity and slavery of the Egyptians. Our deliverer at that time, our savior at that time, from the Lord God Almighty, was Moses. Another time we were in captivity, under uh, Kushan, uh, 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 an Assyrian. The Assyrians they would be like, like um, the people of Iran and Iraq in that area, um, that they had us in captivity, and that that savior at that time was who? Hassanel. We did evil again in the sight of the Lord, the Israelites did, the Hebrew Israelites did. And then the Lord strengthened who? Aglon, king of the Moabites, the Hebrew Moabites. And the Hebrew Moabites, And today the Moabites being who? The so-called Chinese. They had us in captivity as well. And yes, guess what? They were Hebrews. Yes, guess what? Shemitic but they still had us in captivity. They still had the Israelites in slavery, why? Because of our evil that we, that we did in the sight of the Lord. After Asenel died, we got to go and, and started worshiping the ways of the other nations again. We got mingled with the other nations, marrying their daughters, marrying their sons, following their holidays, following their traditions, following their diets, following the things that they found precious and sentimental and patriotic we started worshiping and got and in influenced by those things, and we left off the worship of the Lord God Almighty. So God raised up the Moabites to have us in captivity. I hope all of that kind of makes sense with what I just summarized just now. Okay? Reading on now from Judges chapter 3, now verse 13. I'm going to read verse 12 again. And the children of Israel, uh, Judges chapter three, verse 12, and the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord strengthened Eglon, the king of Moab, against Israel, because they had done evil in the sight of the Lord. Verse 13, and he gathered unto him the children of Ammon and Amalek, and went and smote Israel and possessed the city of palm trees. But well, the sisters, this, this is going to have to be a part two of this part four. <laughs> <clears throat> for, for Eglon, the king of Moab, when the Lord strengthened him to come against the Israelites and, and spay the Israelites, he, the, Eglon, the king of Moab, also got the assistance of the children of Ammon and of Amalek to help smite Israel. Now, who is Ammon? In a nutshell, uh, Ammon, the man named Ammon, was the brother to the man who was named Moab, who was also the result of incest of not, of Lot having sex, the Moabites came from when Lot was made drunk by his daughters. He didn't know he was having sex with his oldest daughter, where the, Moab, the man Moab came from, who became the father of the nation of Moab. The younger daughter also, on the preceding night, they got their father drunk again. She laid down with her father above his knowledge, had sex with him. She got pregnant, and she had a baby. Okay, again, all of them being Hebrews, but let's get who Ammon is. Today, as, as, we, as we get through this, from the Eastern Bible Dictionary, from the Eastern Bible Dictionary, Ammon. It says, another form of the name Ben-Ami, the son of Lot, from now Genesis chapter 19, verse 38. In Genesis chapter 19, verse 38, it says, and the younger, she also bare a son and called his name Ben-Ami, the same is the father of the children of Ammon unto this day. So she became, this, this Ben-Ami became the father of the Ammonites, who was, again, the result of incest between Lot and his younger daughter, who now gave birth to this man named Ammon who came the father of the nation of the Ammonites. Okay. They also are Hebrews. They're also Shemetic. So these Shemetic Hebrew Ammonites assist in assistance and in league with the Shemitic Hebrew Moabites now are enslaving the the Shemitic Hebrew Israelites because of the sins of the Hebrew Israelites. We have three different nations of Hebrews all right here. We have the Hebrew Moabites along with, uh, with the Hebrew Ammonites, that's why the Chinese and Jap- and the, the Hebrew Ammonites today are the Japanese. That's why the Hebrew Ammonites, uh, that's why Chinese-Japanese people look so, so similar. They both have the slant eyes and those real Asian looks as a result of the incest between Lot and his older daughter, who gave us Moab, and Lot impregnating his, his younger daughter and having the son named Ammon, who became him the father of the Ammonites. That's why they look so similar. They have that Asian look, the Eastern look with the slant eyes. This is where they come from. So we have the Hebrew, the Semitic Hebrew Moabites, today which are the Chinese. We have the Semitic Hebrew Ammonites, which are the Japanese, enslaving the Israelites with the assistance of Amalek. Let's go and get this this, this creature, and we're we'll gonna call this one the day Amalek. All right, stick it to with the Eastern Bible Dictionary. We're now looking up Amalek. All right, we're now looking up Amalek, and we have. Amalek, from the Eastern Bible Dictionary. Amalek, dweller in a valley, the son of Eliphaz, and grandson of Esau. I'm going to borrow this from Tazapaz. Amalek is the grandson of Esau. And we can read Genesis chapter 36, verse 12. And Timnah was concubine to Eliphaz, Esau's son. And she bare to Eliphaz Amalek. These were the sons of Adah, Esau's wife. The sons of Eliphaz from 1 Corinthians, 1 Chronicles chapter 1, verse 36. The sons of Eliphaz, Timon and uh, Omar, uh, Zephi and uh, Gatan, Tinez and Timnah and Amalek. All right? The chief of an Idumian tribe. Uh, coming back now, reading Amalek from the Eastern Bible Dictionary, reading it again. Amalek, dweller in a valley, the son of Eliphaz and grandson of Esau. From Genesis chapter 36, verse 12 and 1 Chronicles chapter 1, verse 36. The chief of an Idumian tribe from Genesis chapter 36 verse 16. Duke Korah, Duke uh, Gatan, and Duke Amalek. These are the dukes that came of Eliphaz in the land of Edom. These are the sons of Adah. So the chief of an Idumian, so Esau, Idumian, Edom. This is a so-called white person. This is a so-called white person. His mother was a Horai a tribe whose territory the descendants of Esau had seized. So Amalek came from Esau. It's the grandson of Esau, who is the brother of who? Jacob. Hold on to your seats, y'all. Hold on to your seats. We know Jacob, whose name got changed to Israel. Jacob is the father of the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel, the Hebrew Israelites, the Semitic Hebrew Israelites. That's who Jacob is. Esau, being the twin brother, but not but the paternal twin brother of Jacob, would be a, a Shemitic Hebrew also, but he became the father of the Semitic Hebrew Edomites, that they are both descendants of Shem, descendants of Eber, the first Hebrew. But then they got branched off into different nations. We have the Hebrew Israelites, the Hebrew Edomites, the Hebrew Ammonites, and the Hebrew Moabites. And there's one of the Hebrew uh, uh, Hebrew family being the Hebrew Ishmaelites, the so-called Arabs. All right, the, the father of the so-called Arabs. So here, coming back now to Amalek. Amalek was a descendant of Esau, a descendant of Edom, the so-called white man, the so-called white nation, so-called white people. So what do we have here in Judges chapter 3, verse 13? That Eglon, king of the Moabites, got to a, the Mosai's prison. Eglon, king of the Moabites, and along with the assistance of the children of Ammon and Amalek, and went and smote Israel and beshosed the city of Palm trees, being Jerusalem. So here we have a great big giant Hebrew civil war. We have the Hebrew Israelites being put into captivity by the Hebrew Amalekites the Hebrew Ammonites and the Hebrew Moabites. The only Hebrews at this time that didn't have any color would be the Hebrew Amalekites. Now, the Am- Amalekites, or Amalekites, the, the Amalekites, today, these are your so-called Jewish people. So we have the ancient Japanese, uh, Chinese, with the assistance of the ancient Japanese, along with the assistance of the ancient Jewish, who today would be the Jewish people, white people, now at war and putting into captivity, the Hebrew Israelites, because the Hebrew Israelites had did evil in the sight of God. We stopped obeying God's law and such commandments that he gave to the Hebrew Israelites, on Mount Sinai, and now we're in captivity to the Hebrew Moabites, the Hebrew Ammonites, and the Hebrew Amalekites. <laughs> we're going to leave it right here, brothers and sisters. Um, I did get started an hour late. We're going to leave this, this one right here. Um, I, I have some answers around today. I know it got a little bit confusing and maybe a little choppy. I hope that by the time we got to the end of, of, of this class that, we, that we're doing today, that it kind of all kind of fell in place and all kind of all made sense. Um, I know there's going to be some questions. If, if there is, please hit me up. Text me, ERICO 210-784-8463. ERICO 210-784-8463. Text me if you have any questions, not just about this class or any other classes that I've done. Please hit me up. Text me. If you call me and you know, I don't recognize your number, I'm not picking up, okay? Text me and, hell, even in the text, let me know your Hebrew name or what your name is and that you have a question. Let me at least read that first. Then when you call me, I'll pick the phone up. But if you're going to do that, I've got so many spammers and so, so many um, um, uh, scam artists trying to, trying, to, trying to hit me up. If it's a strange number, even if it's a strange text I get, I automatically block it and delete it. And phone call, if I don't have the number I already locked into my, my contacts, forget about it. But if you text me, and I don't already have your number, and I know that you have a question, cool. When you call, give me some time to respond to you. When you call, at least I have your number there, and I'll know that we had a little bit of, of correspondence and that you have a question, and we can talk about it, all right? Erico 210 784 All right, brothers and sisters, for those listening, I will continue this class tomorrow, uh, if the Lord said the same, tomorrow being Thursday the 5th right um i'll continue this class tomorrow and i want to go back to my regular scheduled time of 10 a.m central standard time or 10 a.m san antonio texas time if you happen to be in the uh, the, the mountain standard time which is like like um albuquerque denver and all points north and south of, of there um then it'll be 9 a.m and if you're on the uh the west coast new the or west coast then class will be starting at 8 a.m if you're on the East Coast, I'm sorry, I did it back. Yeah, East Coast, no, Central Center Time. No, we're in Central Center Time. So East Coast will be in ending on the East Coast. Uh, class tomorrow morning will be starting at 11 a.m. All right? So with that, uh, uh, as we're in January, remember, February 2nd is is the summit that's going to be held in in. Um, In Houston, Texas, is the next Hebrew Summit. It's going to be uh, held in Houston, Texas, um, sponsored by ISBHBK Houston. Uh, Everybody's invited to check that out. And then February 12th, if we got the dates correct, February 12th is Purim. All right, sundown February 12th is the beginning of Purim. Just uh, to put those announcements out there. All right, so with that, brothers and sisters, uh, my name is Mashaba. For ISBHBK, uh, Bible Talk, Shalom.